Welcome to episode 15 of It Is What It Is, presented by Sports Cat Value. Today is Wednesday, September 6, 2023. Welcome back to Sports Cat Value. On this week's episode, we recap week one in college football and make our way into NFL week one this coming Thursday with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions kicking off for the NFL. Pat returns from last week as we have a quick recap of week one college football and all the drama that ensued. But really what we're here for in this episode is to discuss betting strategy and tips for our listeners as I go back and forth with Pat as he asks questions to better understand what I am putting out on my daily card on my website day in and day out. We are now in our first week of September with football starting, and for baseball, over and unders and money lines with a few run lines have been our breadwinners. We don't jump on the favorites at minus 250 and whatnot. Are we going to be taking the Atlanta Braves night in and night out? No, because there's no value there to be made. We dive deep into value. We are not afraid to take the dogs, and we feast on total runs for the game. We look forward to kicking this football season off shortly and continue to provide results for our subscribers. Again. Here is much success in the 2023 football season. Welcome back to It Is What It Is podcast presented by Sports Cat Value. Today, Pat joins us as uh, we recap week one of college football. It is in the books. A lot of fireworks uh, to be had. A lot of stuff going on on Thursday and Saturday. Pat, how you doing? I'm good, man. Um, thanks for having me on again. Last last weekend was a roller coaster. Um, I, that was a crazy first week, man. Yeah, a lot going on uh, with the games kicking off Thursday, like I said, all the way through Monday night. So I feel like we've, we've been on football overload, college football overload. And uh, I guess with – you know, Florida kind of losing on Thursday to Utah. That was kind of the big game. And then really the big thing I wanted to start talking about was the Colorado win. I think that's kind of been the talk of of all sports talk and television. Uh, what do you think with Prime just taking over the whole college football scene? Man, it's it's like uh, it's like out of a book. Yeah. It really is. Um, they – Dion, what do you say? I, I keep receipts <laughs> and – that is exactly what that man does. He, um, the way they hit the field on, or for that TCU game, it was unbelievable. I was not expecting that. Were you? No, not at all. I mean, I think the over under on the Colorado's wins was three and a half, and then I don't want to speak too soon. But it looks like they're going to blow that out the water. I mean, it's just a high scoring game, back and forth, a shootout, and uh, his son was just kind of taking over. Him and Travis Hunter were just taking over the game. They really were. I mean, and from that team going from one and eleven last year to coming out and having a shootout, winning forty five to forty two over TCU, a team that was in the national championship game last year, that's that's impressive. That's that's putting them back on the map. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy that when they hired Dion, they didn't really have a whole lot of money to pay him. They gave him a good good contract, and then with him coming on board and all the excitement. They were able to raise, like I saw somewhere it was like $28 million, which is crazy. And now he keeps up this. And I know we're only one weekend. we got a lot of football, a lot of months to go. But if he, he keeps doing this, 
I, I just don't see him being at Colorado too long. I'll tell you what, Travis Hunter, that is a man against – or uh, uh, he, he plays like a real man on that field. He Playing both sides of the ball. When's right. the last time you saw that? Yeah, 129 snaps is what I saw in, in the Texas, yeah. Texas Heat, and he kept going. What's up with that? That's, un, that's unbelievable. I mean, that guy's got – uh, he, he's got a drive that I don't think we've seen in a long time. And I know last week we were talking about Heisman uh, candidates and, and and picks for Heisman, man. And we didn't even mention him. No, I, I think I, I think after last week he's he's got to be up there. Yeah, for sure. He's got to be the top five, no doubt. But one weekend, what he did, um, this could be Charles Woodson 2.0. Absolutely. So, um but yeah, well, we'll you know I want to keep this going. I want to recap it really quick. But um, yeah, keep keep an eye out for Colorado and see what they do. I mean, I will say they got Oregon and USC coming up in a couple of weeks, so we'll really know what kind of football team Colorado is, and we'll see if yep. Prime can get his team uh, ready to go when it comes to to visit those schools. Absolutely. I mean, they play a weak Nebraska offense next week. We know all about. Satterfield's offensive play calling. Um, he's the best in the world when it comes to practice, but on game day, it's it's a different animal. Um, yeah. We it's, saw that last year at South Carolina, and now he's at Nebraska, luckily. But well, they did they did set the world on uh, fire this past weekend, scoring ten points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going to put up a lot more than that just to keep up with Travis Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, the next next thing, kind of really that was kind of eye-opening was how dominant Florida State was against LSU on Sunday night. Um, they, they may have a football team. They may with, with Clemson, I know we'll get to Clemson here in a little bit, but Clemson losing on Monday night and Florida State kind of dominating LSU with LSU getting all the hype. Is, is Florida State for real? I really think they are. Um, and I said this last week. I, I, I predicted FSU to beat Clemson in the conference championship game for the ACC, and I, I don't think – I don't even know if Clemson's going to make it to the conference championship game at this point. Yeah, um, who knows? Duke looked good. It's, it's uh, Florida State looks really good. Quarterback, receiver, defense—they were aggressive going after Daniels all night. They just—they look good in all, all facets of the game. They're—they're um, they're off to a good start, no doubt. They, they really did, and and FSU did a really good job of the um, new age model for college football. I guess that's what we can call it. Yeah. They hit the transfer portal really hard, and their NIL deals were, were competitive with everybody else across the country. And same can be the same, uh, the same can be said for Colorado. Right. I mean, back in the day, you had to give a coach at least four years to turn over a roster. Right. Now, I mean, look what FSU and Colorado did. They did it in six months. Right. It's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think FSU is gonna. I think FSU is gonna make it to the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, them making it would not be a surprise considering they were a preseason preseason top ten, and they're off to a good start already beating a top five team. So we'll see what LSU does. See if that'll help as they go on through the season. Without will that boost um, Florida State's win when it comes uh, selection time for the college football yeah. playoff? Um, speaking of NILs, we want to transition to Clemson. Uh, they were not so hot on Monday night, finishing off week one um, up in Durham. Um, they are a team that is, well, I say a team. Dabo is 
a progress with the program does is not willing to go into the transfer portal to improve his roster. Is that something that he will come around to or will he have to, to compete? I think if he does not change his ways and gets out of that old school, um, I'm going to have the same player out of high school. I'm not going to hit the portal. I'm not going to back NIL collectives. Uh, if he doesn't change that model, he's 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 got to go into retirement because it's not going to work anymore. And we saw that on uh, when they played Duke. That was just that was an ugly football game. I mean, they have what was considered one of the best offensive play callers in the country when they hired Garrett Riley this past offseason. Yeah, I think I didn't watch the second half, but just kind of seeing the highlights, uh, they had two fumbles near the goal line, which is. You know, you can't do that. And it looks like they had over 200 yards rushing, 200 passing. So I will say they were balanced. But at the end of the day, you got to – I kind of relate the whole transfer portal thing to – a good analogy or kind of comparing is Mike Strzeski would do years ago when the one-and-done thing became a thing. Uh, he was totally against it in the, the first couple of years. He They kind of struggled because Kentucky and North Carolina and the Blue Bloods were – other Blue Bloods were really – uh, kicking his butt you know, and um, making it deep and winning national titles in the NCAA tournament. And he, and he kind of did a complete 180. And that's basically what Duke became was nothing but one and dones. So he yeah. reversed course on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet being a betting guy that Dabo is going to change his course, I would think. I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, when you're making over $10 million a year right. being a college football coach and then you go out in a press conference and – and talk about how NIL shouldn't be a thing, how these players don't deserve to get paid. Where do you where do you think he's getting that money from for that salary? Right. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Like he's he's kidding himself. Like it, college football is a big boy business. It's not it's not what it used to be back in the day. It's been it's a huge revenue. I mean, and the only way to make it work is to pay these players what they deserve, like any roster in a professional team. Yeah, uh, NIL stands for now it's legal. So, uh, Right. Uh, you can pay. They, they've been paying players, as all universities have. They've really been paying players uh, before. And uh, now it's time to just do what you've been doing. Just don't be afraid to go into the transfer portal, I think. You just can't. You're not going to go 100% when it comes to four stars and five stars. A lot of schools miss on them, and a lot of schools hit on them. But – I think that's the case. So uh, we'll see what happens in the end. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. As I was in Clemson yesterday for work, and uh, I was sitting in line at a convenience store, and there was, there was a magazine over in the corner, and it said Dabo Dynasty. <laughs> and these Clemson students behind me, they made a comment about that magazine. He said, They said, uh, you think they, they still think that's the case after, after the Duke game? And I just chuckled to myself. I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't want to say anything out loud, but I just, man, I, I, they're not happy. They know he's got to change. It's almost like he's the only one in that area that doesn't, doesn't realize it. Right. Well, the last, last school I want to talk about was South Carolina and the disappointing, uh, effort that they displayed on Saturday night be in the primetime game against North Carolina. Uh, Pat, there's a lot of stuff that we were in the game first half, really couldn't get going. Um, started off with maybe we got the ball, conservative kind of play calling, kicked it to North Carolina. They scored here and there. 
And at the half, we're only down, I think, three, if I recall. And then we, we do an onside kick and uh, have a receiver drop a great pass and rather hits on hits him in the hands. And I think for me, in my opinion, I think that's where the game kind of turned course. Um, what, what are your yeah. thoughts? I, I really don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but let's be honest, we, we our offensive line can't block anybody. Alpha, what we saw – on Saturday night. It, it was embarrassing. I mean, that was a huge concern coming into the season. And the fact that we gave up nine sacks and only had, and we had minus two rushing yards on 31 carries. That's, that's embarrassing. Uh, Spencer Rattler played lights out. I mean, all of his passes were there. Uh, Leggett played unreal. Um, Deuce Wells, it, it was obvious that he has not played he has not had a full speed practice in a long time, which in my opinion is why he dropped that pass. Uh-huh. Um, and, and like you said, I, I do think that pass made all the difference because if he caught that, he was going to turn up field. It would have been a first down and we would have had a huge momentum going into the second half. Yeah. I, th- I think my right take, to start. I think my takeaway is even as bad as we were, we still had chances in the end. We, we started driving the ball. But they knew we couldn't run the ball, and we were just passing every play. But we'd get down there near the goal line, and then Sp- Rattler, they'd just bring the pressure with the field just kind of shrinking. And R- Rattler was on his butt all day running for his life. But his stats were unbelievable, 30 or 39, 300-plus yards passing with no protection. is just really unbelievable with only one receiver technically. Um, the running game is brutal when you have no push on both sides, offensively and defensively. That's a huge concern. That's where you really – win in the trenches as you've seen with Georgia and Alabama by no means a cyclone near their level but that's you get the point that's that's where you really win the game and uh, for us to have negative yards rushing and near a record on sacks uh, to for a, a defensive team that's not regarded as one of the better defensive units in the country it's it's a little concerning I, I don't know if it's the first game jitters the first game getting in shape uh, I mean what what do you think about all of our players just being um, dehydrated and stuff? I mean, we have Pat. We have nutritional program. We work. They work out all year. They train. I know game action is different than practice, but to me, I noticed a lot of cramping. A lot of people going down. That's that to me is a little concerning. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I I don't know if you knew this, but South Carolina lost their nutrition coach this past off season, and I I don't think we ever made a hire at that position. I really? think we just kind of kind of stuck somebody in there and, and hope it worked out. But you could see towards the end of that game, like these guys were not ready for that humidity or that heat. Right. And to be cramping like that when you're – I mean, Columbia, South Carolina, it is one of the hottest places in the southeast, in my opinion. I mean, the humidity level, I mean, we get – heat index of what 110 right yeah at least a few times a week in the summer i mean there's no excuse for that my it's it's embarrassing it really is yeah it's at the end though they they had a chance at the end at least get make it a close game who knows what happens they score a touchdown they're down seven who knows how that goes but We'll see. It's the first game of the year. I had it as a toss-up game for as far as over-unders season total. So we'll see what they – they got Furman this weekend. 
Saturday night. So I'd love for them to respond. I'd love for them to cover. I think they'll be ready to play, even though there's a weaker opponent. So yeah, we just we just really have to address the offensive line um, first and foremost. Um, we we've got a lot of really good freshmen. Uh, Marquis Anderson, uh, Big Tree out of Maryland. I mean, we we got some good younger guys at that position. I, based off what I saw Saturday night, I don't see how it could get any worse. So let's just throw them in. Let's let's let them get uh, get used to it and and get some experience. Um, I I don't know what the answer is, but if if we can't block anybody, it's going to be a really long season. I know that. Well, we weren't blocking anybody. We weren't pushing to, to stop anybody either. You know, we're, we're, there was no pressure. I mean, there was a bullcrap touchdown with the May one throwing it off his back foot. We had the, we yeah, were yeah. in the, we were in the backfield, and that tight end made a our DBs on the tight end, and the tight end just makes an adjustment, makes the defensive back look silly. That was just another kind of icing on the cake, if if you will. Absolutely. Um, well, we we're gonna rebound this week. Um, Next week's going to be telling, I think. Uh, the week after, it's going to going to say a lot about our season. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll look forward to that, and uh, that kind of that kind of puts a bow on the recap for week week one. Uh, the main thing on this episode wanted to give all of you listeners a better idea of how I go about um, behind the scenes of making my picks when it comes to. Um, putting them out on my card on a daily basis on the website for all of our subscribers. So I uh, just wanted to go back and forth with uh, Pat. I know we maybe have some, he has some questions. Maybe have some just uh, Q&A, some dialogue about what goes in uh, to day-to-day efforts uh, to give you subscribers uh, a little bit of an edge when it comes to sports betting. So what you Absolutely. got? Absolutely. So you you know I'm not I'm not uh, a big sports better. Like I rarely – I, I – I, Mess around with it a little bit in college here and there, but I, I'm more of a into recruiting and 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 stuff like that. So I just I got a couple questions for somebody that is a newbie like me, okay, and they're looking into getting to it for the first time. So, um, what's something you should look for when when looking at a spread, looking at an over under? I mean, are you are you considering weather? Are you considering what what do you look at? Well, it's there's a lot of factors when it comes to sports betting, and I guess it and it varies also from sport to sport. Um, for instance, I know we're talking about football, but real quick with baseball season going on, uh, when it comes to something like over and unders, you're looking at you're factoring in um, starting pitching, how the bullpens are, um, basically where they are in a series. You know, a lot of Baseball uh, is is about series. They play two, three, four games at a time against the same team. So I'm mm-hmm. looking for possible trends. I'm looking for which team, how is um, each each team is? Are they hot or not when it comes to swinging the bat? How's their pitching doing? How's the weather? Uh, a lot of the ballparks you uh, you want to look at. How is the wind blowing in or out into the ballparks? Um, you're looking at basically taking all this into factor and to running models to determine what that number is versus what the Vegas line is. So for instance, okay. so for instance, if uh, a major league team, let's say the 
Braves are playing. I know they're playing the Cardinals right now. So let's say they're playing the Cardinals. I think the over under was nine and a half or ten tonight or something. I can't recall. So that's typical. Uh, you're going to see low your low end being about over under seven, and then your high end being about twelve. If that's if they're playing in Colorado where the ball flies. But with Atlanta being a high offensive team, they're at like 10, 10 and a half. So you're taking into factors of who's pitching, who's swinging the bat, and then you're taking your models to come up with a number. And how is that varying versus what Vegas is predicting in combination with what the juice is? And I think a lot of stuff that's telling is the juice. Like, let's say if it's over under 10 and the juice is minus 105 on the over, minus 115 on the under, well, you. By that, that would tell you that you would have to pay more money. It's basically, a t- juice is basically a tax. So okay, you're paying, that was going to be my question. What's a juice? Yeah, <laughs> so. juice is like you're paying. You're one, minus one ten is like you would bet one ten to win a hundred. Gotcha. So when the juice kind of varies from one fifteen to one hundred five on one side, or one ten to even money on one side, um, that is not necessarily a telling factor. But you do look at that as well to to kind of find value. So, for instance, if you were let's say for instance, Pat, you were to bet two baseball games, you took an over under on one game and you took the Orioles or somebody to win. Well, you might have mm-hmm. the over under. You might have the over under at minus one ten. You might have the Orioles at minus one twenty. So, if you bet the same amount, the same amount of units, let's say you bet a hundred dollars on each, or you bet one hundred twenty to win a hundred with the Orioles, one hundred ten to win a hundred with the over-under, well, if you were to win the over-under and lose the Orioles game, you would lose money based on the juice. Get what I'm saying? Yep. yep. So so if you were to win, you would want to win, win the game with the less juice. Gotcha. So, okay. So so when it comes to football, what, what are you looking for when, when you're making your football picks? Well, football is, is a whole lot different. Uh, when it comes to over and unders, you're looking at anywhere in the 40s to 60s when it comes to college football, maybe in the 70s. Um, you're looking at the clock. So the clock rules, you have to take that into effect this year. There's a running clock on first down, kind of like what the NFL is. Right. Uh, so that's I think that's kind of reduced snaps. They're saying on average maybe nine snaps. So you you're looking at the returning starters on each side of the team. Uh, one thing to factor too uh, is home field advantage. In professional, oh, yeah. in professional ball, it's not necessarily that big a deal, even in the NFL. But when it comes to college football, home field advantage is—it's not everything, but it does play a factor when it comes when it comes to finding value on which side to take. It's um, typically three, isn't it? Three yeah, points. I mean, yes, yeah, give or take. You'll see that. It's kind of like a. That's kind of a standard that's going around. Um, on the streets, I guess, for back for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at who, the returning starters, like I said, experience, how they're playing, trending coming in. Now it's harder in the first part of the season because you don't have a lot of whole lot of data to go off of outside of the games that have been played. So for instance, we're we're heading into week two, so you only got one game to rely on outside of experience from the past years. So right. And then when when they play an FS or FCS team in week one, do you really get a, a good read on how how good that team is? No, but you 
you you go and you you kind of try to find videos of the teams and do your research on who's healthy, injuries. Um, how did the the FCS team kind of stack up versus uh, the Division One team? Like, were they getting any sacks, any push? Uh, mm-hmm. Or did they hang in to the first half? Did they play better in the second half? Uh, vice versa. And that's another thing, too, is on big blowouts with these big spreads in the first week is um, did the did the school that was highly favored, did they sit their starters in the second half? Did they play the entire game? Um, what what kind of – you're going through the stats, how they're looking. And basically, like, I've set up models and stuff. Basically putting in all these numbers and trying to figure out, kind of coming up with my score, my spread, and then taking that and comparing it to what Vegas is putting out. Okay. I don't know if I missed money the water there or just or that is helpful. No, 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 that makes sense. Um, so what what games are intriguing you this week? I mean, have you even had a chance to look at it? I mean, I start prepping for it. I haven't dived into it fully just because things can change. Uh, the it's really interesting this NFL game on tomorrow night on Thursday with Detroit and Kansas City with the news coming out yesterday of um, the tight end Kelsey maybe messing up his knee. So I don't know if I'll stay away from that. If anything, I may take the over just because of how yeah. po- high powered offenses. Um, but back to college football, I mean, I hadn't really looked at it. Nothing on Thursday is really appealing. Um, you really start getting into Saturday. Uh, you've got. The big game with Alabama and Texas. And then a bunch of, like, schools are playing FCS schools. I mean, Colorado's playing Nebraska. Everybody's going to be wanting to watch Prime. So, um, they're minus three. That's that's kind of one of those things where, like, okay, for instance, if I'm a better in going off the Colorado-Nebraska game, Colorado right now, as of today, on Wednesday night, Colorado is a minus three favorite to okay. Nebraska. They're playing in Colorado at home. Um, I, without looking, and we hadn't even talked about looking at where the money's at, what's been bet already. So you can also take percentages of money and look at that. As I look, take I, I like to look at that a lot as far as factoring and stuff in. I remember when we talked about the national championship last year. Um, I I was like, you got to take Georgia, right? And and you said something along the money's not. And the, you said the money's weird. And I, I really got to look at it a little bit more. Right. Um, you want to go in a little bit more detail what you mean by the money's just not looking right? Well, you, you start looking at the bet percentage versus the actual money percentage. So right now, Colorado is getting um, 85% of the money, 78% of the bet. So all the money right now is coming in on Colorado. So you're basically looking to... What is the public betting versus what are the sharp bettors, uh, the sports handicappers, kind of laying their money on? And this this will vary all the way up to kickoff on Saturday. But as of right now, Colorado is showing 78% of the money, or the ticket, sorry, with 85% of the money. So that is right now. Is that now, pretty standard? Well, it varies. It just varies. But it's right now, everybody's on Colorado just because of what's yeah. happened last Saturday. Right. So – what I'm looking at is there. Do I bet Colorado at minus three, or do I take Nebraska and find some value at plus three? That's just what's a, the over under on that one. The over under is fifty nine and a half. Oh man, I don't yeah. know if Nebraska can score that much, but 
We saw Colorado Ken last week. Like, so like so for instance, for the over under the, the bet percentage for the over is fifty seven percent the tickets with the forty three percent of the money being bet on the over. So your sharps are betting on the under right now at under fifty nine yep. and a half. That makes sense. Yeah, that I would lean that way too because Colorado last week they had to put up that many points to keep up with TCU's offense. Right, and if Nebraska's not scoring like they did previous week, I just I don't know if they're going to get that many points. Yeah, and I'll, the reason I bring up the bet, the tickets versus the mon- overall money is that's something that. I take highly into effect when it comes to making picks. Now that's not the only thing. What I, you know, it's that, and also what I spoke of previously. But it's taking that, and but also I want to talk about too is the board. So, for instance, Pat, you don't bet much, but if you're betting and you're looking, you pull up any website and you pull up the college slate for for Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're going to look at it and you're going to say. You're going to start scrolling, and you're going to scroll, and you're going to scroll, and you're going to scroll. So it's, yep. it's overwhelming, right? There's so many. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at one right now, and it's it's uh, it's a foreign language to me, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So there's so many games. I mean, I don't want to know. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. What? There's how many Division One football teams are there? I, mean, yeah, I can't even count. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot. Yeah. So – and that's the thing, too, is the board is not only am I giving you a little behind the scenes of how I'm looking at games, but the overall board for like a Saturday in college football, there's so many games, and they start at 12 o'clock Eastern time, and they go all the way till midnight. So you're talking 12 hours plus of football games to bet on. So the I think I've put this on my social media for is the the board can be overwhelming, and when you're trying to make money, you don't want to bet the whole board because eventually it's like if you sit at the blackjack table and you bet the same thing, the, the house is going to get you eventually. Absolutely. So with sports betting is you want to find, go through the board. You want to look at all the games to find the best value. And whenever you can minimize those games and, re- and eliminate games, eliminate the games with no value or just a high risk, then you put yourself in a better position to be in the profit when at the end of a Saturday of college football betting. Yep. But yep. the day to day betters they they don't look at it like that. They see it as, oh, I've got a twelve o'clock game. We we've got 15, 12 o'clock games. Oh, there's got to be something in there, and then they'll bet two or three, and they'll go one and two or go whatever. Then they'll bet the three thirty games, and then they'll bet the seven o'clock, the six six o'clock, the seven o'clock, and then <laughs> next thing you know they're. They're two and eight, and they've lost bukus of money, several hundred thousand, several hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, however you bet. So you have to be careful that you, when you, you know, this is a very ser- serious business, and uh, don't take it too lightly when it comes to 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 looking at the board. So you're saying when I used to bet in college and I did my sixteen parlays, that wasn't a good idea. That yes, yeah, terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Par, parlays stay away from parlays yes you'll okay. you'll see on you'll see on social media or these uh betting companies uh these sports books were showing oh this person hit this 10 teamer or this 10 leg for they had a five dollar 10 legger and they hit it for a hundred thousand dollars well yeah they may do it but how many times is that going to take you're going to end up losing way more than you are in the long run and 
Oh yeah, it took me two years to finally win one. Yeah, exactly. And you, <laughs> what you what you won didn't recover what you had lost. So. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I know it's kind of a, a cool thing to see somebody hits. It's almost like somebody winning the lottery or hitting the jackpot. But stay away from parlays. If you want to do parlays, do a two leg or three max, just if you want to feel good. But, yeah. but, but I'm I. I don't want to say I'll never, but you're not going to see me put parlays on my website. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, they're they're a crapshoot. Um, they're like I said, two years to hit one five team parlay. It was just um, I like to throw five dollars on, and I mean, five dollars was nothing. But at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't smart betting, and, and we both know that. Right. Um, so, what games are you interested in this week? I, I I've got a couple in mind. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Alabama Texas. Um, uh, what's the other one I saw? There, there are a couple good football games this weekend that that should be interesting. Just as a observer, not not a better. Um, so is there anyone in particular that you've gotten an eye on? Well, uh, we spoke about the Colorado Nebraska. I'm not saying I'll bet it, but I'm sure a lot of eyes will be on it. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm looking at the list right now. Uh, let's see off the top of my head. There's just a lot of big spreads this week. Yeah. Um, Mississippi. That Notre Dame NC State one. Well, uh, hold up. Mississippi's playing. Is this at Tulane? Tulane's ranked. Mississippi's ranked. Well, that's another thing, too, is these teams shouldn't be being. These preseason rankings are a joke. You don't know really yeah, know are. how teams are. And that's another thing, too, now that I think about it, is when I'm looking at trying to find value and what the actual score is going to be. Um, the, the rankings have absolutely near to nothing to do with it. So I think a lot of, a lot of amateur sports bettors, they see that number, they see like two ranked teams are playing each other. And so they want to bet it when really there may not mm-hmm. be no value in that game or it's just too, too risky of a bet. I think a lot of people get caught up in that. That, yeah. I mean, Tulane Ole Miss, I mean, Miami A&M, yeah. that, that one's, I, I see that one there. That would catch my eye, but at the same time, I'm not a handicapper and I'm not a very big sports better. So I, I kind of, kind of go to you for that information. And um, I, I, I've seen a few times that you take some of these smaller schools, and those are the ones that you hit the best on. That's right. Yeah, you're looking to find value. That's why I say, you know, I'm, I'm putting in a lot of work. I'm going through all these games. I'm not just like scroll. I'm not just scrolling and clicking a button and, you know, snapping my fingers and I hope it pays out. You know, I hope we win. You know, that's not the case. That, that's why we have the unit system. And that's based on confidence, you know, my confidence. And and they don't always work out. That's why it is sports betting. But there is a strategy to it. Um, just kind of going back to the schedule. I'm not – let's see. Um, the A&M Miami, I like the over there. Just a quick glance. Over 51. Mm-hmm. Um there's just not a whole lot of good games this week, but that doesn't yeah. mean that I mean, there's I, there's like two or three. Yeah, that, that don't mean there won't be value. I'm just saying, just looking at from a outside looking in, somebody just looking to watch some football out. The game obviously is Bama and Texas. Bama's minus yeah. seven. Uh, so, so for me, where I, I mean, I love watching college football in general, right? And if it's a team that I don't really care about, that's where I lean on handicappers. If I were to place a bet. That's right. Um, 
just to make the game more interesting, me to root for a certain side. And whereas if, if I'm watching the A and the A and M Miami game, I honestly wouldn't typically care who wins that one. Right. But because of handicappers like you and, and I mean, you only for me, but um, there are others out there. It just makes, makes the game a little bit more interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that, you are way more engaged in a game when you got a little money on it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, and that, uh, I guess that rush is, can be good. It can backfire, it, but that's, that's why they call it sports betting and gambling, I guess. I use, I hate to use the word gambling because it kind of gets a bad connotation in my opinion. Right. Um, but, it, 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 but if you do it like you do, you're smart about it. You take your time, you do your research, and that's that's what makes a difference for people like you. Whereas everyday Joes like myself, I I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't really understand the lines very often, um, and I have to go to somebody like you to to figure this stuff out for me, just to make the game a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, I'm putting in the work to, and that's another thing too. At this time of year is, you know, we got Major League Baseball going on, college football, and the NFL. So, you know, I'm going through three three different sport, well, two sports, but three different, you know, leagues or whatever, and combining all that into what is a daily play for our subscribers. So, you know, this past Saturday, I had ten plays on my car, which is a lot, um, but. It was the first week of college football, and I had MLB. And I think three or four were MLB, so really I only had about six uh, college football plays. So that that will come down as as we go on. Um, but mostly pl- on a day to day basis, you're going to see anywhere probably from three to seven max when it comes to daily plays. And those those the unit prices usually go from one unit all the way up to three. I don't like to go much higher than that. Sometimes you may see a five. That's just a a five unit max, but I don't chase those. Those are your heavyweights, home run hitters. Um, you'll see handicappers on social media saying they're winning every day, this and that. Well, let me tell you folks, don't, unless they're showing you the record and they're just, if they're just float, throwing money on the camera to get you to get some eyes and views. Well, the, I wouldn't trust as far as I can throw it. Just be skeptical of that. Um, at the end of the day, I want to make people money. I want to make, give you a return on your investment. Um, and, and instead, I, I just see so much on social media where everybody's got a play of the day, the lock of the day. Let me tell you one thing. There is no such thing as a lock in this business. And if somebody's telling you there's a lock, run as far as you can away from them. Yep. And, and there's a reason they're free. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, there's a reason they're free. And you can follow them all you want, but don't be surprised if you start losing a lot of money with that. Yeah, yeah. And th- are these people putting up those? They're what they're showing you. They're showing you um, winners. Well, they've either kind of, you know, revised what the ticket was to show it as false, or or think about it. Have, have they shown you the pre-bought ticket before the game is kicked off or started? Baseball game has started. Take that into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you hit on a lot of good points there. And, and 
I, I definitely, I mean, I was just taking some notes there and I, I learned a lot. Um, I, I appreciate your insight on that information. That really, that's going to help somebody like me that really, when they look at a car, they don't know what they're looking at. Right. Um, it, it's really good information there. Well, thank I mean, you hit, you hit the, the Nebraska, Minnesota under by a lot. Um, the Notre Dame over, I mean, you, you hit a you hit a few you hit some some good games last week. I did. So. I did. I, I missed one with one that really you have those bets as a or those picks as a handicapper where I just go back and I'm like there's no way this one should have lost. I, I was still like I know this may not be believable, but there's some games where I would lose and I'm saying like, you know what I would still play it the same way. And like the Texas Rice game, I had the over and I would still play it the same way. For them to go under, it's just. There's some of those you just can't, I don't know, you just can't wrap your head around it so the way sometimes these things kind of end up. But that's sports betting. Crazy shit happens. Yep, yep. Nothing's a guarantee, like you said. Yeah. Nothing's a lock. No such thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, any other mm. any other questions before we wrap this up? Man, I think you, you hit on everything. I think we're good, man. Good. I hope, I hope I've answered all your questions and, and the listeners have a better understanding of of what it takes to to be a sports handicapper and um at the end of the day uh, I'm, I'm here for the for the subscribers the customers i want to make your life easier and i want to make you money um it's a small investment for a large return is what i'm looking at and uh absolutely we're building you know subscriber by subscriber day by day is how we're growing and uh i look forward to gaining everyone's trust as we continue to grow and Appreciate all the subscribers and all the listeners out here on this podcast. Absolutely. Well, um, thanks again for having me. Um, look forward to coming on again, and uh, hopefully South Carolina can at least cover for the uh, Furman game. Yeah, hold on. Before we before I let you go, let me look at that one since uh, – <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's not up right now. Shocker. The spread's not up. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of saw it. Uh Is that a noon game? No, it's 7 o'clock. No, it's 7.30 on SC Network. I'm telling you, SEC Network loves South Carolina night games. <laughs> I, I, I said that last week, and I and I stand by it. Oh, my gosh. I'm, um, I'm going to say it's like 21. That's just a quick guess. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm at Vegas – Insider right now, and it's not even up. Yeah, so. I'm looking at my app and like that I use to track all my stuff, and it's just like it's kind of been weird. I actually had somebody reach out to me last week about asking me to look up a spread on a game, and I'm like, I pull it up, I'm like, yeah, it's just not there. So I think you see a lot of a lot of games come off the board. I don't know what Vegas is doing. They don't want to touch it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to touch it either, but I. I would be shocked if I mean I I said this last week. Furman's got they're returning a bunch of good players and they were top ten FCS team. Like they're uh, that just shows the confidence I have in in South Carolina right now. I don't know, man. We got a long season, I think. Well, we shall see. I'm uh taking the trip next tomorrow to uh, heading out to Vegas, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, of course. I mean, being being a sports guy, sports betting guy, 
I'll be in the sports book a little bit, but I'm looking forward to not doing as much. Obviously, I have my car out every day, but I'm looking forward to uh, meeting some folks, getting to continue to help grow the brand of sports cat value, and I'm just going to have a little fun and get on the tables, play a little blackjack, you know? There you go. There you go. That's a good change-up. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you having us, having me on again. I appreciate all the information you, you just gave us, and um, I'm looking forward to, to this weekend and, and you making a lot of people a lot of money again. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you calling, Pat, and we'll be in touch. All right. You have a good one. All right, you too. See you. Well, that is it uh, for episode 15. Kind of reflecting on week one. Uh, we're making our way into week two with Thursday night football kicking off tomorrow. We've got the Chiefs and the Lions. So a lot of uh, NFL is here. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Kelsey news breaking yesterday with his knee issue. So uh, we may or may not have that on the card. We'll see. Uh, you have to tune in to sportscatvalue.com uh, for our daily plays uh, to see if we have that tomorrow as well as college football. Uh, we'll have MLB. I uh, look forward to college football uh, this Saturday and a full slate on Sunday for NFL. Sports Cat Value will be in Las Vegas this weekend uh, as I uh, am heading out to the West Coast tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to uh, making my return back to Vegas. It's been almost three years during the COVID period. So look, looking forward to getting back and seeing it in full form and uh, bringing Sports Cat Value to Vegas for a little while. Uh, we will be attending the sports books. I'll have my plays out every day on the website. Uh, but I am, again, as I mentioned to Pat, I look forward to getting on the tables, playing a little blackjack, maybe a little roulette. We'll see if I get on the slots, and maybe we'll have a little luck. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, but until then, uh, thank you again for listening to, listening to Is What It Is, presented by Sports Cat Value. Uh, if you haven't yet, go check out our website, sportscatvalue.com. Enjoying our monthly plays, 90 bucks. That's $3 a day for 30 days straight. Gets you our daily card uh, on our website, um, as well as access to um, to us as well for any questions you may have. Um, I really enjoyed the Q&A uh, earlier with Pat. Hopefully that gave you better insight to how um, I'm making uh, plays and decisions. Decisions don't, uh, I won't, be breaking down everything that goes into how I do stuff, um, but kind of gives you a little bit of insight of how we do things. And um, look forward to making some money for you guys. And thank you all for joining. And until then, sign up for the skip, and we'll see you next time. As uh, we'll see how things go, and give you a recap, and we'll continue to put make money for you guys. So uh, have a good rest of the weekend. Uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>